up on a Friday morning and they try to figure out what's like the biggest cuisine courgette what girl in what Cadillac on 86th Street circa 1985 is doing what well what song is playing in the background and that's all for Curtis because Curtis even though he's um, not a titan part, it, part. remember I'm a mutt Part, yeah. part eight. Yeah. My mother, Francesca. They, and who was a lovely lady, God rest her soul. I yeah. met her. I loved her. But that's uh, uh, Curtis. He's Canarsie. He's Cougine. He's all that stuff. And Brooklyn, I figured he would Brooklyn. Love. Do you Brooklyn. love that song? That, oh, this... Rose Royce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I oh, know. I love it. He knows Rose Royce. Oh, oh that's so great. great. These songs, you just can't replicate them. I totally agree. Of course, that is the voice that gets big ratings noon to one every weekday afternoon. Huge ratings all weekend long doing now, overnights. Now, we have to... Uh... Correct people out there probably thinking, wait, he just talked at Fleetwood Cadillac and Eldorado Cadillac. Did he say Rolls Royce? No. Rolls. Right. R-O-S-E. Right. Like Royce. Kate Winslet's character. Exactly. In Titanic An Rose. incredible song. Yeah. And last night I was in that situation as I was outside of St. John's Villa Academy. For the victory. Congratulations. No. Did all the people show up, Johnny? Tobacco, oh, Scott Lebedo, Lou were, Gellarmino, all the, the rebels? They were all there. And let me tell you something. Your interview with Eric Adams became the source of John Tobacco's presentation. Oy. He directed everybody. He said, look, 7.70 a.m., you got to listen all day, but especially in the morning to sit and the rip and read of Curtis uh, at noon. He said he was magnificent because he boxed Eric Adams in. He used our successful lawsuit and said to the mayor, why would you continue to resist when these folks have gone to the, the wall and proved your contention? The right to shelter should only be for actual New Yorkers and not foreigners. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at 
at info at gobblelaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Well, I appreciate John they Tobacco. Man, you, and, they mentioned you at least no, four or five I, times. I, I, I love John Tobacco. He does listen every morning. He's a rabid listener, and he's a terrific guy. He's a great TV host at Newsmax. He's, he's a smart guy. But to be fair, while I appreciate uh, all the kudos, that specific question that I asked the mayor, and I did box him in, was asked earlier in the day by Nicole Maliotakis, proud Staten Island congresswoman. Yes, yes, she did. So she does deserve a lot of that credit, too. Definitely, but they listen to WABC every day. When I mentioned John Katzmatidis, he got actually the biggest round of applause. How about that? Because they understand to find out what's going on with the illegal alien invasion in our our tri-state area. The only place you can find out anything is WABC. Well, well, that's because of you. Let's be honest. And and the the, the stuff you do with me every morning is a very high-rated segment. People love it. I get stopped every day. I love you and Curtis. You're Rip and Reed every noon. You're the reason for that. Your deep dives, you and Nancy, all the great work you've done. So let me go back to that interview that John Tobacco brought it up, me and Eric Adams yesterday. 99% of the folks uh, said it was great. You asked all the right questions. There's always that 1%. Oh, Sid, softball. If you thought that was a softball interview, you're a moron. I mean, the the idea is not to disrespect the guy, beat the guy over the head, tell him he's got blood on his hands, he doesn't come back. That was a very hard-hitting interview. How did you think Eric Adams did? Let Let me tell you something. You got on that fishing boat in Sheepshead Bay, right near Manhattan Beach. We'll get into that uh, in a moment. And you had your six-pack in your hand with your buddies, and you went deep-sea fishing, and you, you caught the big one. And the big one, would you would reel him in, and then you had to let him go out because you would lose him. Right. Because the mayor has his staff around him when he does these interviews, and they're pointing to their watch, you know, like seven minutes, ten minutes max. You were able to get out of him. A half hour of quality broadcast. You gave a little, you took. You gave a little, took. It, it's go. like kneading dough. You know, you were kneading the dough. There was no yeast in there so that he would explode and then say, Sid, I got to go and come up with a reason why he couldn't Which continue. happened to us once before, sure. me and Bernard. And, uh, he, he just ran off the phone. I wasn't going to let that happen. I want to bring him back. And then, like I said yesterday, we report, you decide. How do you think he did answering those questions? Uh, in many instances. And thank you, thank you. He was delusional, Uh, you know, about shoplifting, about how the city's back, we're back, or crime is down, what's wrong with you? Delusional. But you were so magnificent when you started to point him in the direction of how Staten Island was actually a beneficiary to him. He listened, because he listens to you. He doesn't just spew out his talking points. He actually listens to you, the interviewer, which... For politicians, is rare. You had a conversation, and although you disagreed on a lot of things, it was very respectful, and you were able to pull out of him so much information that normally he would never leave out on the table. But that particular thing, which is the key to this battle, the right to shelter, and the fact that he would treat you as a peer, an equal, and have a conversation about that whole right to shelter and how you were coaxing him. Now, look, if Nicole... As great as she was in bringing that up, if she had a conversation, he would never go that way. No, he wouldn't. He went with you the whole nine yards. He pointed out how he couldn't sign on because he had a safe face. Because if he did it there, he would have to do it everywhere where the rebels are. But then again, he also pointed out, but there are some points in that decision 
which are very favorable to the city, and I have to have Corporation Council uh, examine it. That's why last night when we had our victory rally, there were less cops. There was more of a, a good feeling about what had happened in Staten Island. And there's no doubt we're at a Mexican standoff. St. John Villa Academy is the Alamo. And by the way, an asylum seeker years ago, remember the Alamo, Santa Ana, General Santa Ana. Where did he seek asylum? Staten Island. That's true. That's where he invented the chiclets. But let me not digress. So the crowd was very respectful. And then at the very end, and this is what I got to find out, a helicopter a police helicopter came down and did what the ghetto bird does in the hood. It it brought itself down right to the treetops. I immediately did not condemn the NYPD because we had such good harmony. He said, that was uncalled for. Even my partner, Arnaldo Salinas, with me for 46 years, said that was uncalled for, that they would bring that bird down right above the treetops and just, like, hover there. And then they went off. Well, they had uh, the last couple of rallies, I believe, drones. on Staten Island had drones. Right. Right. No drones last time. But I still I want to find out what that was. I'm giving the police the benefit of the doubt that maybe it was like a flyover at the Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what I told the crowd. No, hey, no, maybe, no, no. May, maybe the guy that actually flew the helicopter was a big fan of yours. Well, because Look, he's that's at, my guy Curtis. He's at Floyd Bennett Field, and he doesn't want the illegals there. <laughs> so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But we are at a Mexican standoff on Staten Island. And let's face it, Staten Island has proven that uh, David can be Goliath and that you can stand up to City Hall. I agree. So that brings us to other parts where you've also shown your heroism. We love you in Queens. We love you in Brooklyn. We just do. Somebody asked me yesterday, I'm going to be honest, a friend of Eric Adams. And this person said to me, I heard the interview. You were very nice. Does this mean you're going to stop doing these silly rallies with Curtis? Swear to God. And I said, no, I'm going to do these rallies, especially because I am selfish, if it affects my neighborhood. I'm going to do these rallies. And I said, isn't it possible that I could be friendly with both guys? Yeah, well, give me an example. Last night after I finished the rally, I had my monthly uh, Ronald Reagan uh, Republican meeting in Staten Island at Osteria Santina. Great restaurant there on Jewett Avenue. You know, who was in there celebrating her birthday. Uh, the mayor's attache to Staten Island, Diane Savino, the former yeah, state senator, yeah, yeah. who it got very contentious with us. And I went over there and I wished her a happy birthday. And she was surrounded by her family and their backs were up. Because, oh, my God, this is crazy. No, no, this is safe. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. You know, we have our differences, but life has to go on, especially in a place like Staten Island where everybody knows one another. So nobody expected me to do that, and she was appreciative. And she said, watch yourself, watch your step, watch your step. Because she knows I'm the leader of the rebels. You know, you can deal with politicians, you can deal with lawyers, but I'm like um, Giuseppe Garibaldi, (laughs) who also sought asylum in Staten Island and put together an Italian army and go back and unify the country. He was the professional rebel, and he had the guerrilla. Oh, my God, am I going to get Be thrown careful, off the air here? Man, make sure you say G-U-E, yes. not G-O-R. Guerrilla right. red shirts. <laughs> Where do you think I got some of my ideas from? <laughs> I'm sure. Guerrilla I'm sure. red shirts. That's funny. That is uh, akin to oh, the Guardian look, on, Angels. On, on Tompkins Avenue, they have the place, the house that he was in uh, as an asylum seeker before he went back to Italy, unified the country. And by the way... 
uh, when we were losing the Civil War in the beginning, we're getting our butts kicked. Uh, bull Run 1, Bull Run 2, the Confederates were like almost ready to sack Washington, D.C. Abraham Lincoln reached out to Gallibaldi. He said, I need you as part of my Union command. He said, I'll come there if you put me completely in charge. <laughs> That's what all of a sudden Abe Lincoln said. Well, I don't know about yeah. that. Well, that's funny. But that's how good he was. Yes. Well, that's how good you are. And I do want to move us back to Brooklyn because oh boy. you and I had a good conversation. During that interview with Eric Adams, not only did I play audio from the Cole Malio Takis, but during that same conversation about about the uh, the right to shelter, I brought up our friend Councilwoman Inna Vernikov. We like very much. We want her to win in November. And she's deathly afraid that these illegals are going to Manhattan Beach, one of the nicest parts in Brooklyn. Oh, Kingsborough Community College. Magnificent Manhattan Gorgeous. Beach. Gorgeous. You know that every single block in Manhattan Beach, it goes in alphabetical order. Yes. Eight, right. Like G they don't, let you, they don't right. let you park on the side streets, <laughs> even during beach season. They're like right? my neighborhood. Keep, exactly. them, keep right. those other people out of here. Right. So Eric really didn't answer the question. He was, he seemed to be more upset, and he's right, he's right about this, that I was delivering messages for Nicole Maliotakis in Avernikov. He said, have them call me. I'll talk to them. But he did say, he did say, Every neighborhood is going to be exactly. impacted. So last night uh, at about 12 midnight, I sent you the video that I did right from the entrance to Manhattan Beach. I paid uh, my respects to Randazzo's, the old uh, Lundy's before you make the left-hand turn, and, of course, Pips, which was the great comedy club. I performed there. That's right. I mean, it was great. Look, I love that area. Pips, just so you know, Joan Rivers, David Brenner. A young man named Andrew Silverstein, who is now Andrew Dice yes, Clay, yes. and me, we all performed there. And Randazzo's, my very first date ever with my girlfriend, Ava, who I was very, very close with before I married Danielle. My daughter's name is Ava. Our first date, Randazzo's. Did you uh, get to third base, or was it ruled a ground rule double when you had to go back to second base? With Ava? Uh, I was Aaron Judge. <laughs> So anyway, I'm going into Manhattan Beach, and I know Manhattan Beach well. I used to go to Manhattan Beach, but my cousin, my older cousin, Lenny Beans Bianchino, played center field for the Canarsie Chiefs, and then he played for Kingsborough Community College. This guy was like four foot eight. That's why they called him Beansy. So I would go over to that ball field. You know where that ball field is, Oriental Boulevard in Norfolk, before you make the entrance. That's where they're going to put the illegal aliens. And I walked that area. And I looked at it, and you talk about a flood zone with all this. I mean, Floyd Bennett Field, Marine Park, all the places that they're picking, Shore Road Park, flood zones, flood zones. But it doesn't matter because now Eric Adams has changed his focus from Staten Island where he is. There's a battle. He knows he can't win out there to southern Brooklyn. What, but why can't he win in Staten Island but he can win in southern Brooklyn, whether it's Jamie Williams who – who now seems to think that we're on her side because AOC called well, her out, but I'm not me, sure. Let me, let me wake her up. Both uh, Jamie Williams and uh, Joanne Ariola, who went to Washington, D.C. And, again, I support them Yes, in what they're doing. They have a lawsuit uh, to prevent uh, the city, the state, and the federal government from using Floyd Bennett Field uh, to house 7,500 single, able-bodied, illegal alien men with nowhere to go and nothing to do. But when AOC was cross-examining her, and screaming at her, well, if it's not Floyd Benefield, where? Where are you going to put it? Where? And Jamie Williams said, I don't know. And, boy, if I could have coached them before uh, they went, because yeah. that was the opportunity to yeah. turn on AOC and said, AOC, 
back in September of 2022, you and your socialist mini-me's, you argued against Eric Adams for putting a tent in the Orchard Beach parking lot because it was a flood zone, and he took it away. You, AOC, are a sanctimonious hypocrite because when it came to your backyard, your congressional district, you said no, but... Let's put the illegal aliens everywhere. That would have put it on point. And I know because I was there at that time with Arnold Salinas and Mike Grandino, his sister, yes. and all of Throg's well, neck. That's, was that's why I said that. yesterday that uh, they really got their asses kicked. Because yes. I love Joanne and, and Jamie. I'm rooting for them, too. But to your point, they got their asses kicked because they did not make that statement. Oh, my God. And if they would have only sat with me, I could have prepped I them. Know. I, well, I know. I know where all the bones are buried in. Of who course. Buried them. I keep telling all these people that time and time again. But the question remains the same. If you can win on Staten Island, why can't we win in Queens or Brooklyn? Because you have to be ready to be arrested. You have to be ready at, to do major acts of civil disobedience, which I have described, which would be to tie Brooklyn up in knots. So as uh, Ina Vernikoff wonders, will it happen? Yes, Ina, it's going to happen, and I will, I'll give a call to you today. But you know who moved quickly? Ari Kagan. Yes? Ari Kagan moved quickly because the liar, Justin Brandon, remember who called me a liar over a month ago when I said, Shore Road Park, it's coming to Bay Ridge. Now it turns out not only Bay Ridge, but Fort Hamilton Right next to your beloved Poly Prep Day School. Diaper Heights. Now I want to see Arthur Idala and Joe Takabina step up and represent the uh, constituents there because sit on this coming Tuesday. Get ready, October 3rd, Tuesday night, 6.30. Ari Kagan has called together a rally. No migrants, no tents. No housing, no motels at John Paul Jones Park in the shadow of Verrazano Bridge. We are fighting back, Sid. And it took Ari Kagan to fire the first shot across the bow of Eric Adams and his mini-me, Justin Brannon. Justin, you can't run. You can't hide. You wanted this? You begged City Hall. Please hold off on this. Hold off until after November 8th, after the election. Please don't announce it. But they couldn't keep themselves from playing the race card. And through the Brooklyn Kings County Democratic leader, she announced, we're coming after you crookers in Bay Ridge, Fort Hamilton, Marine Park, and Manhattan Beach, because you haven't done your fair share, cracker white people. This is race war started by City Hall, and we're there for all the people. Not just some of the people, Eric Adams. I don't trust you. You'll stab us in the back. And meantime, Harry Kagan, you vote for him against Justin Brandon. I'll be there this Sunday. The annual 3rd Avenue Fair with all the Gabons telling me, giving me the John Gotti salute, their middle finger. Doesn't matter. I'm going to be there to get Harry Kagan elected over that ultraditor I like. Justin Brandon, mini-me of Eric Adams.